0: Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Big tech companies are often touting their latest accessibility features. People with disabilities are often identifying accessibility shortcomings with their technology. I was asked a question a few weeks ago that is still resonating with me. Paraphrasing the question a little bit here, but for the sake of uh, simplicity, why does it seem that big technology companies are more focused on accessibility than other industries? I'm not sure if you agree with that premise. I'm not sure if I agree with that premise. Let's see if Denis Boudreau agrees with the premise. Denis is the founder of Inclusive Communication. Good morning, Denis. How are you holding up in Montreal this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. How about you? <laughs> Denis, I am uh, doing great. I uh, oftentimes make fun of these Torontonians that I work with that there's no such thing as real winter in Toronto because I would grew up I grew up in your city, so I know something about real winter. Yeah, well, not this year. It's still <laughs> raining today. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Denis, let's uh, jump into it. First and foremost, what do you think of the premise? And I can reread the question if you want me to.
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm good. I mean, whether, whether I think uh, big tech are, are more focused on accessibility than other industries, honestly, I'm like you. I'm not sure. There are some days where I'd say absolutely, other days I'm like hell no, really. So uh, it's it really depends on how you look at it. I I agree with a lot of the things that Laura said before uh, before the break. There, um, it looks as though it doesn't feel it, that they that they don't do as much, especially when it comes to allyship back to that conversation but um i think it's more about a question of whether we look at it from the perspective of the technology companies themselves or the people that work within them and then that's where i see the big difference i i don't think like like i I, I might change my mind as we go through that conversations together but my initial thinking is that probably not as much as as they as we think, um, it looks as though they're more focused on it. I think only because technology is how we communicate around these things with one another, you know on different platforms. So because we're using these platform platforms to communicate, then it's a little easier to either celebrate, when, I don't know, Instagram adds the ability of uh, of alt text to their images, for instance, or when, you know, Netflix comes up with captions at some point in like eight or nine years ago, so eight years ago, something like that. So celebrating those wins, uh, you know, might make it feel to us like, yes, they're doing more, but there's a million things being done in other industries that we just don't see as much because we kind of take it for granted because it's our day-to-day as opposed to how or where we congregate to talk about these things. So I think that plays a big piece into it.
0: Denis, that makes so much sense to me when you think about the presence of technology in our lives. Unless you are pretty much living in a very isolated community, you are interacting all the time with technology at at every corner. So because it's more prominent in our life, any progress in that space is going to feel bigger and more prominent. When I think about the positive side of the premise, because I'm like you, Denis, I waver. I I could go either way on this. And I think think that's what makes it a good question or a good thought worthy of conversation. When I Mm. think about the good side, you mentioned a couple features there on say, like Netflix or auto captioning on uh, YouTube utilizing artificial intelligence. Or if you think about maybe some even very specific features, like uh, in some of the new Apple phones, the uh, door detection mode it's clear that there's 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 some deliberateness in the way that those big tech companies are developing these things, that they're tasking people with doing the work. It's not simply a matter of someone with a disability adapting a generalized feature for, for, their own, for their own accessibility purposes, but there is some deliberateness in the way that big tech is thinking about accessibility needs. So if I were to identify a positive, I would say some of the features in terms of deliberate development, like, like that has to at least be a check on the good side of the ledger
1: for sure for sure i mean it, it really does improve you know our experience as as end users uh, all these features definitely you know make it better so the positive side is certainly how it empowers people to you know truly connect with one another to to fully embrace technology well you know, as much as they can really but like this idea that it empowers people to be more autonomous all these things are amazing for sure um when you when you look into uh you know different features like that 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 are being added to either you know tablets phones or just websites or applications in general i mean every single time that one of those features makes someone a bit more autonomous it's an absolute win right but one of the things that i would question is whether the choices that are being made by these by big tech companies as to integrating a feature one feature or another is what drives it and, you know, part of me is like, I don't really care what drives it as long as it's being driven. And, you know, these things happen. Um, but it's it's kind of hard not to notice that most features that are coming out in technology are first and foremost for very specific user groups with mm. specific disabilities. Oftentimes, maybe not the detriment of other groups, but certainly in a way that makes other groups less taken care of if that makes sense um you know there's a lot going on uh right now with uh like visual disabilities blindness you know everything being added to to you know the iPhone or Android or, or features sites more accessible to assistive technologies like screen readers like these things are constantly being improved uh and uh, and ai certainly plays a big role into this and and will keep playing a bigger and a bigger role into this in the future but just how much of these features do you hear about on on a you know semi regular basis mm-hmm. that really helps someone with a learning disability for instance or someone with adhd someone who's neurodivergent like there's not as much going on uh in in that space than we have with you know support for captions or or you know translations to different languages like some of these things are more popular it seems and what i wonder is really what drives these big companies to focus on certain aspects is it really trying to make the world better or is it just surfing on that wave of oh right now ai is really cool for that thing so let's put you know some of our our money into this as well so that we look good too so yeah. kind of questioning the motivation
0: yeah, you know, I think about the motivation as well, Denis, because oftentimes it may be put forward as altruism. Oh, look at Apple and Google. They're so altruistic in the work they're doing, when odds are it might actually be a little bit more capitalistic, right? There's all this work that the Rick Hansen Foundation and the Conference Board of Canada have done about the buying power of individuals with disabilities and the people in their circles. And certainly companies want a piece of that pie. They want some of that dough. And, and like, that that's yeah. cool. But then you start falling into some of these traps where, if it's truly just a matter of capitalism, you get what happened with Microsoft earlier this year in Soundscape, a, uh, a navigation tool that was used by a lot of members of the blind and low vision community. And eventually, Microsoft said, you know, what, we're just not going to support this anymore. So sometimes when it's not strictly altruism, when it is purely capitalism, there's that, there's that downside of a backslide.
1: Very true. I mean, what, what, you, what, you're, what you just said reminds me of something Tim Cook, Tim Cook said years ago. So the CEO of Apple and like I, we will never know really if it was just a PR stunt or if he actually means it because they do a lot for accessibility. But he said something along the lines of and, and you'll, you'll, you'll excuse my language here, but he says, you know, when we think about accessibility and people with disabilities, I don't really care about the bloody ROI the return on investment. So like the whole thing was like amazing to hear for us in this space, like, Oh, cool. like, yeah, let's just invest because we want people, we want to level the playing field for everyone. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Laura, before, before the break, she was saying how, you know, Netflix, for instance, has, as captions now um, and audio description, and that only came out of a lawsuit for instance, which is absolutely true. I think back in 2015, I think is when it happened. And um, but you know since then the the thing is companies change right i mean back to something thing i was saying at the beginning the, the these big tech companies their main motivation their main driver of course is you know making sure that every quarter they may, they meet their quotas they meet their their you know their, their 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 goals financial goals revenue goals and everything but within those organizations are people who really believe in doing this and and are driven by a mission to make things more accessible. And Netflix is one of those examples. There are really amazing people at Netflix working on making things more accessible for 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 people with disabilities. And it's easy to judge the company thinking, oh yeah, they're just doing this for for the money or for the the you know the reputation and all that these things. But within those companies, pretty much every company that I've worked with um, in the last you know 12, 15 years, you always have someone in there who is just all in, and will do whatever they need to do to make sure that they make these little uh, gains and, and improvements. So, you know, back to your initial question, like, is are they really doing more? I think that because of the because of the way that these technologies impact our lives, we feel like they're doing more when a feature comes to us and and is either impacting us personally or. Or or we feel like it's particularly impressive and, and interesting and inspiring. And maybe that's why we tend to think that. But then again, when you look at everything else that could be done, maybe not as much as as they
0: could, or or as we certainly as we'd hope they, they would do. Yeah, Denis, this is where I come back to sort of the positivity or or optimism side of the conversation. And again, a lot of what I'm going to say here are generalities. But when I think about technology and big tech as sort of a collective box. I would say that the majority of folks in leadership positions and a lot of the top developers would see themselves as futurists, people who are looking at creating a a new society, a different society, not just looking down the road for the next quarter, but the next decade or decades to come. And I would say that when you combine a forward-looking approach In combination with uh, a large chunk of people who are probably uh, on the younger side of things or certainly uh, Gen X and younger as sort of the core leaders in the space right now, because the industry, although not new anymore, is still probably newer than, say, railroads (laughs) or airlines or or big oil or whatever whatever way you want to (laughs) phrase it. I would say that if somebody is having a futuristic point of view of the work that they do, odds are they are thinking about a society that includes disability. And again, I know I'm making a generalization there without necessarily specific examples or specific quotes, but I would just say that if, you're, if your motto is that we're moving fast and breaking things, in the short mm. term, that can be very problematic. But in the long term, if you're thinking about a more collectivized, futuristic society, odds are that's going to include assistive technology.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all i'd like to thank you for including gen x in the young people
0: <laughs> was well, as a geriatric <laughs> as a geriatric millennial Denis, who's right on the uh, right on the border of gen x i uh, try to include as many people as i can <laughs> i appreciate it um yeah no i mean i mean the
1: yeah i, th- I think the generalization is not bad i think people in- inherently want to do good right um most people don't think about disability because it's not something that impacts them directly Most people also are not aware that they're surrounded with people with invisible disabilities. And if they knew, maybe they'd be a bit more concerned or, or, you know, paying attention to it to begin with. I think that again, maybe, maybe in tech because of lawsuits that are happening and because of the visibility of those platforms, because they're being used by those folks regularly and, and what that creates in terms of a buzz. Within those organizations, people are going to be more likely maybe than other areas, industries, to hear about accessibility lawsuits, especially if they're American companies or if they're influenced by the U.S., for instance. Um, So within those companies... When you start hearing about, you know, either the Accessible Canada Act, or you start hearing about the American with Disabilities Act, or you know, any any of the the different laws that may exist, even you know, hearing about the W three C and the accessibility guidelines, like all these different things that we that we know and love. Um, once you start hearing about that, as a developer, for instance, as a designer, as someone who builds, creates these platforms, these these tools, and you know, you you care about your work, you. You put pride into what you do, and you understand all of a sudden that what you're building either results in some people being able to freely use technology or being removed from it. You know, if you're you're like a somewhat decent human being, I mean, you can't help but be touched by that. I mean, I can do this in a certain way, and then people will not be able to use it, or I can do this in this way instead, and then more people can use what I'm working on. Why wouldn't I do that? So most people, you know, will naturally lean into this once they know. The challenge is always the same, which is just education and and raising awareness so that people actually understand what or how they can they can impact other people's lives by working in a certain way. So, yeah, and and certainly younger generations are much more sensitive to this idea of inclusivity that, say, even my generation was. So I'm, I'm right in the middle of Gen X. I'm 52. So I'm pretty much right in the middle of that generation. And... Most people my age, I mean, it's really about themselves. I mean, yeah, they, they care about others, but most people are, first and foremost, like, how am I doing? Like, are, are is everything okay around me? That's part of how we were raised. But uh, but younger generations are more about the collectivity, it feels. Okay, look at my kids. Definitely, that's that's how they think. and uh, And as a result of that, the likelihood of people being more easily touched by how they can influence other people's lives, how they can empower other people to really be... Autonomous and 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 you know, be able to do things on their own without having to rely on someone else to do that for them certainly has an impact on on whether or not they want to contribute to the solution as opposed to being part of the problem. So so I, th- I think when you compound all these different things, you know the, the industry, technology itself, people tending to be younger. Arguably now we've got people from different generations that are still active in tech because you know old people like me started that like twenty five years ago. So we used to be younger um but so we grew into this the this industry, but new younger people come in every day and they come in with a set of values that are certainly more conducive to caring about inclusion and caring about helping others uh, you know fulfill their full potential so in that sense yes absolutely I think I think it's it's a very positive thing and I think that we the best is yet to come definitely mm. yeah.
0: Denis, you've been so generous with your time today. We've gone a little bit over time. You've been so generous with your time all year. Thank you for all the hard work on the show. All the best to you and the family over the holidays, and talk to you in 2024. Likewise. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. That's Denis Boudreau, the founder of Inclusive Communication. Coming up next, Quebec has been experiencing record-breaking weather. Elizabeth Moeller has the lowdown in the weather story of the day, and I've got the regional news update. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv hey dave brown here if you enjoy this podcast portion of our show remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m eastern time on ami tv